0: you need indeed. Hello
1: everyone and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020. On today's show, we continue along with the Carolina Classic as we're talking the 2012 South Carolina-Georgia game. Yes, one of the most well-known, remembered uh, revered games in South Carolina football history. Gamecocks getting the 35-7 to win over the Georgia Bulldogs, absolutely throttling Georgia. There was game day, night game at a sold-out williams Bryce, raucous environment, a game that most say is probably the loudest williams Bryce Stadium has ever been, and maybe the best night of football that a South Carolina Gamecocks football team has has ever played. So I'll talk about that game, my thoughts, my memories on that game as well, some really interesting tidbits involving the game, stuff outside the game. And obviously, again, it's a really fun one to talk about because Carolina absolutely laid the woodshed on Georgia that night in 2012. We also got some news and notes to get into, including the NFL draft, which wrapped up over the weekend, uh, A.J. Lawson making a decision on the NBA, a hiring of Des Kitchings. We'll talk about that as well, some baseball news, basketball news as well. Then I'll also go over your listener questions, your, your listener memories as well from the 2012 Georgia game. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. It's going to be a good one, and I hope you guys will stick around for it. Let's get it. All right. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. I'm Chris Phillips your the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. It's good to come to you once again. Hope everyone's having a fantastic week. Like I said, continuing along with the Carolina Classics, breaking down 2012 South Carolina-Georgia in a game that, listen, it doesn't even need the introduction, a game that I, I don't have to tell you what happened. Every South Carolina fan knows about the 2012 Georgia game and the magic of that night and what happened inside williams Bryce Stadium. Before we get into everything, though, a couple of housekeeping items. If you're listening to the podcast and you have not done so, go leave a review. Click the pause button right now. I don't care if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it may be, we could use all the reviews we can get. You're asking, how can you help out the Spurs Up show during the quarantine, whatever it may be leaving a review is an awesome way to do so. Like I said, it's a great way. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. You can leave your feedback as well. And if there's anything on the show, if you want to leave your feedback on the podcast, whether it be things you like, you don't like, things you want to see more of, things that you don't like about me, I don't care what you want to say. Go leave it there. That's a great place to do it. Get you guys feedback heard. And I love seeing all the feedback as well. So again, if you could do me that favor, go leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps boost up the podcast and helps other people that maybe haven't heard of the show. Uh, to find it as well. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, and you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. Click that subscribe button so you'll get the daily notifications of the podcast whenever it drops. You can do that on any outlet too. Obviously, you have Apple Podcasts, but Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, like I mentioned, you can subscribe there. So please be sure again, if you're a listener and you're not subscribed, I really don't know what you're doing. Hammer that subscribe button again so you get those daily notifications of when the podcast drops. Also, just wanted to make you guys aware once again, I talked about it last week, The craft beer reviews are returning. We released one yesterday on Monday, going to have one Wednesday and Friday as well. So I wanted to make you guys aware, craft beer reviews are out. Go check those out. It's awesome content. And also, the Twitch streams are rolling. I'm streaming every day around 12, 12.30, 1 o'clock, something like that. But the MLB, the show, uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks baseball season is still going on. We got the 2K going, the basketball stuff. I'm now 2 and 2 in 2K. I got it back to 500. I eventually said screw it and took over, and I'm playing in South Carolina now, and it's a lot more fun. We've won back-to-back games against Syracuse and Penn State. Um, Depending on when you're listening to this, we've got Ohio State today on today's stream. Um, In a couple streams from now, guys, we're taking on Clemson. So that one will be really, really fun, obviously. But uh, now the Twitch streams are good stuff. So again, if you guys are in quarantine, you're kind of still trying to figure things out, get, get your sports fix, if you will. We're doing Gamecocks baseball and basketball on the Twitch streams. It is a lot of fun. We have a good good, good bit of people tune in. They seem to really enjoy it, and so I know it's fun for me. So be sure to tune into that. Again, the content is continuing to roll with the Spurs Up show, and let's get into the, today's episode, which is Carolina Classics continuing along 2012 Carolina-Georgia. Again, this is a game that needs truly no introduction to South Carolina fans. It really doesn't. I mean – you mentioned 2012 Georgia to Gamecock fans. They're going to know exactly what you're talking about. Most fans you ask will actually probably tell you that's their favorite game of all time. You know, you, you go back. Let, let's just set the scene here. South Carolina undefeated, 5 and 0, 3 and 0 in the conference. Georgia, 5 and 0, 3 and 0 in the conference. It's 5 versus 6. Georgia's ranked 5th, Gamecocks are 6th. You know, this is by far Spurrier's best team, I would say. You still had that Goon Squad defense. You had Connor Shaw, who was established. Um, Marcus Lattimore, obviously. Um, you know, you had uh, Demir Bird, Bruce Ellington, Busta Anderson. You didn't have Alshon Jeffrey, but you had Ace Sanders. You know, the names and the list goes on and on and on again. But coming in this game, again, huge. The the implications in this one were were massive, no doubt about it. I'm taking a look here at the 2012 schedule, by the way, and just what games led to this. Um, so, yeah, this was actually an interesting start to the season because I, I don't really say that South Carolina had a, a super impressive win to that point, um, beating Mizzou at home, I guess, 31-10. to 10. That was Missouri's first season in the SEC, but I I wouldn't call it, you know, Missouri wasn't ranked. So South Carolina did not have a ranked win at that point. And I think a lot of fans were sort of wondering, you know, what is this South Carolina team? Obviously the expectations were to win the SEC East and go to Atlanta. For sure, for sure was the expectation. Um, But that Georgia game was really the first big test. I wish I remember what the spread was on the game. I I feel like South Carolina had to be favored with it being at home. But Georgia – was stout that year with Todd Gurley, with Aaron Murray. I mean, they had the names as well. There's a reason they were ranked as high as they were. Uh, And you'll remember, this started the three-game stretch that I look back and I'm thinking, who the hell scheduled that all together? Georgia at LSU at Florida. Um, but, But this game, and I just remember, you know, I was in college. I was in college at this point. I remember riding up. You know, because game days in town, which, man, I really, I really miss game day coming to Columbia. It was good stuff. I, and I, I miss that big game feeling that we had for this, too, because it was, there was no question about it, no doubt that this was not a normal game. And it's Georgia, too. And you guys will notice, I just talked about a Georgia game last Thursday. I told you I hate the Georgia Bulldogs. So I'm like, why not just revel in talking about this as well? But, You know, I remember riding up on Friday. We decided to ride up Friday, me and a couple buddies. um, Decided to ride up on Friday, went and saw some friends. We actually think, now listen to this now. We didn't really have a place to stay. We rode up in my truck. I had a truck back then, believe it or not. We slept in the truck next to, and now that I live in Columbia, I know exactly where it is. I didn't really know 100% of the time, but we slept in the truck next to... The bookstore that is closed now that's next to the horseshoe, that's like across the street from the horseshoe kind of. We literally parked on the road and slept in the truck, believe it or not. Slept in there. So wake up. We wake up about 5 a.m. And we are, I mean, we're 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 game. We're going. We're 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 golden. You know, and that was we really I got the full college game day experience, and I thought it was so awesome and so crazy. You know, obviously we walked around the night before too, and there's fans out there, and everybody's fired up and you know, all that good stuff. And, I mean, we got out there like 5, 5.30 in the morning out to, you know, the, the college game day set up or whatever. And it was packed. It was packed. The electricity, the energy, just like – just unlike anything you'd seen, man, unlike anything we'd seen in a while. I mean, it, it was – you know, I think of all the South kind of games I've been to and all the atmospheres I've seen. And that that was – I mean, that was fever pitch. That was one of the – that was arguably the best atmosphere I think I've ever seen or been a part of. But a funny story about that game. So, again, we go to college game day. Really, really good time. The George, I loved how, like, Georgia fans and Carolina fans are going back and forth each other. And um, that was where I saw probably my favorite college game day sign ever, which is Aaron Murray, never heard of her. That one was that one was that one was funny. That one was creative, but uh, no, I mean, you know, that whole day, and it's crazy. I, I don't remember a ton from tailgating that day for some reason. I, I don't know what it was. I mean, I know we tailgate. I remember bits and pieces, but um, here's some crazy stuff for you guys. So, and this is one of the reasons why the 2012 Georgia game does not have the same meaning for me. I guess and doesn't stick out for me like say 2013 Clemson or 2014 Georgia. So like I said, I was in college, didn't really have any money at all. I went up with two buddies and we're like, hey, us three will put the money we have together. It was like 270 bucks or something like that. Yeah, it was like 270 bucks, maybe 300 or something. Like, all right, we're going to look for three tickets for 300. And the tickets, by the way, if you guys don't remember the tickets, we're going for insane, insane prices, insane. So, I'm with these two buddies, and, you know, we're walking around scalping, obviously, and those two kind of break off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm going to go scalp over here real quick. I'm going to go see what this guy wants. About 30 minutes, 45 minutes later, I meet up with them, and I'm like, yo, we got two tickets. And I'm like, what do you mean you got two tickets? We don't need two. We need three. And the guys tried to justify it as, oh, it was just such a good deal. You know, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't turn it down, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, here, here's the rest of the money. It was like $70. Like here, like. here, you can get, you know, you can get your ticket, find a ticket. And it means, you know, me trying to not cause a scene. I'm like, okay, but I got really screwed over in this regard. Really screwed over, obviously, because, you know, I, I mean, I was also a 21 year old kid. So I didn't know what I know now in the sense of like, oh, if you just wait till after kickoff, you can probably find one for cheap. I'm sitting there trying to get a ticket for 70 bucks. It's like, no way, hell no, whatever. Long story short. I'm out there scalping. Don't get a ticket. I have to watch the game from the fairgrounds of people that I have no clue they are. So that's kind of what ruined my experience in regards to that game and why it's not why I don't say that it's – because I, I didn't get to go in. My two buddies did You know what the bad part is? One of them was a Georgia fan. One of them was a Georgia fan. So they went in. I watched in the parking lot, uh, watched in the fairgrounds. So, I mean, like, for example, Ace Sanders punt return. I heard that before I saw it. And anybody that's been to games or, you know, been around there, they know what I'm talking about. I heard it before I saw it. So, I you know, I hear the crowd. I knew something good happened. I mean, I was still extremely happy. I mean, to beat Georgia's ass, like, it was, it was unbelievable. It was a great time. But it definitely did not have the same, like, it, it wasn't as sweet as it should have been, if that makes sense. So, anyways, I snap on those guys after the game. We go home, whatever. We're still buddies. But I, I was obviously pissed. But – just speaking on the game in general. I mean, you know, talking with some friends, talking with some buddies, some people that have been Gamecock fans for a long time, and I know most of you, probably all of you would agree. That first quarter was probably the greatest quarter of football that a South Carolina team has ever, ever played. I mean, you you think about what went down in that game, you know. The, the Really, the tone was set on the Demir Bird catch, the long throw. And really, you could argue Demir Bird really built out Connor Shaw because that was not a great throw. I mean, it was underthrown, and he had to come back and get it. But that, that set the tone. Demir Bird snatching that ball away. Um, you know, I mean, you have the passing touchdown early to – who caught that first? Bruce Ellington. Then Busta Anderson gets one on the drag, and then you have the Ace Sanders punt return. And it was at that moment, the Ace Sanders punt return, where you just knew. You know, you just you just knew what kind of night it was going to be. It sounds like an absolutely boat race, Georgia. I mean, you think about we were held scoreless in the second quarter. So it was twenty one to nothing at half, then twenty eight to nothing going to the fourth quarter. I mean And I remember as a fan, like, I mean, obviously, again, this is all going on and you're thinking this is a dream. I mean, this is a dream. This is not really happening. But I remember being mad that we lost the shutout. 35 to nothing, you let Georgia get out of score. I remember remember being mad that we lost the shutout, (laughs) to be honest with you, because I was like, this is so much fun, the way we're beating Georgia. You know what's crazy is I actually had a buddy of mine that I knew that his cousin played football at Georgia, special teamers. He was a special teamer. Um, so he didn't play a ton, but he played on special teams. But he was on that team that that thirty-five to seventeen. He was on that team, and you know this is like two thousand fourteen or something. Like I'm hanging out with him in Athens, and like we're talking or whatever. He literally told me he's like, dude, I have never experienced something like I experienced at Williams Bryce that night. Like there's no environment, no atmosphere, nothing that was as nuts as that night in Columbia. And again, I wasn't in the stadium, but it's pretty easy to see that that was hundred percent the case. Um, you know, I mean, just one of the one of the wildest scenes. I mean, I was just taking a look the the attendance for this game. I think it was 85,199 sold out crowd. I mean, one of the top. I think maybe the biggest crowd ever at Williams Bryce. Um, let's see. I think maybe the biggest crowd ever. I, I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be. Let's see. Um, notable games. Oh, here we go. Yep, that's the most attended. 85,199. The second highest is Clemson in 2001, 85,000. It's crazy looking at this, too, because the the last time we had, like, the the this is the top ten, I believe. Yeah, this is the top ten. And the there isn't a game past 2014 on here, if that tells you anything. 2014, South of Georgia, 84,232. This one had 85,199. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, just a, a raucous environment. It's crazy. When you look back at the stats of this game, Connor Shaw threw the ball ten times. He only had six completions in the game. He went six for ten for 162 and two touchdowns. Marcus Lattimore, 24 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. But what did Connor Shaw do in that game? Six for 10, 162, and two touchdowns? He also ran it 14 times for 78 yards and a score. South Carolina ran for 230 yards as a team. The Gamecock defense was unreal that night. Aaron Murray, 11 to 31. No TDs and a pick. Todd Gurley, 13 carries, 39 yards. Unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Unbelievable. I mean, Georgia only ran the ball for 115 yards, 3.2 a carry. I mean, just unbelievable, dude. Just unreal how good that defense was. I mean, we can talk about the offense and the A. Sanders punt return. Those were great. But that defense was insane. Devontae Holliman. Uh, you know, J.D. Clowney, we just posted the highlight yesterday. J.D. Clowney making life miserable for Aaron Murray. It was a sack party back there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this was before or after. I think this was before because I think Clowney made these comments in, at the 2013 SEC Media Days when he said that, you know, Aaron Murray's scared of us. He's scared of me. <clears throat> you could see it. I mean, it, it's you. you could see it. So, an incredible night. I, I mean – you know, Again, you go up 7 nothing. you're like, all right, cool, cool. Because I think everybody was expecting a a really hard-fought game. I think everybody was expecting like a a, a fight, like a knockout, drag-out fight coming down to the wire. Like I, I think everybody was expecting it. But I will tell you this, and, and again, I've said this before, and I say this to my buddies all the time we're, we're in, we, you know, when we reminisce, talk about old South kind of football games, old South kind of games, whatever – it's just so funny because I did not go into that game nervous at all. I was not nervous for that 2012 South Carolina Georgia game because God, it was just such a different mindset back then. I mean, you went to these games, the question is not if we're going to win. It's just how much are we going to win by? Are we going to blow them out? Is it going to be a close game? What kind of games it going to be? You just had like Spurrier built that confidence. He built that program to have that confidence. It's like you, you knew we're going to win. I mean, I that that's at least how I felt. I really was not nervous. I was like, yeah, we're we're at home, we have Connor Shaw, we have Ladd. We're going to win this game. We have Clowney. like we're going to win. No doubt. We're going to win this game. One of my favorite moments in this game the the uh the fourth down stand at the goal line, unbelievable play. DJ Swearinger pointing over to the sideline, you know, to the Georgia guy. Just Again, probably one of the greatest – if you ask any South Carolina Cox football fan, even the old-timers, a lot, there will be a lot of them that tell you this was, like, the greatest night of their life as a South Carolina fan. One of the greatest, for sure. I mean, it, this game was insane. I mean, like I said, we went up 7-0. I was like, oh, cool, this is awesome. We went up 14-0. I was like, dang, like, let's go. Ace Sanders took that punt back. We went up 21 nothing. I was like, wow, wow. I was like, this is not happening. You know, we had Ace on the show, obviously, um, was it last summer or right before football season, and Ace talked about that. And it was, it was so cool to hear Ace talk about that punt return because it's to get his perspective, what he saw, you know, the, 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 the noise, everything. Just crazy. I mean, really just crazy. But, you know, an incredible game. I, I mean, really just really an incredible game. Like I said, you ask any South Carolina fan, I mean, one of the greatest nights in Gamecock football history. Getting back to my side of things, though, the personal side, like I said, I I met up with my buddies at the truck after the game, and I I I blessed them out. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. I bitched them out. I I just, you know, obviously being a huge South Carolina fan. And I will say this, though. Everything happens for a reason, right? Right. Honestly, if that moment had not happened, that's basically the moment that spurned me to get season tickets. I was like, I will never let this happen again. I will never miss a big game because – of some BS like this. So I just, I said, screw it. So 2013 was the first year that I had season tickets. I had season tickets through the Gamecock club all the way until 2016. And then, you know, I'd moved to Charlotte. So I was living in Charlotte. And it just didn't, I moved to Charlotte in 2015. It just, so maybe 15 was the last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely was because 16, I didn't, I, yeah. I, I, like, I didn't go to the ECU game. Like, I didn't go to a ton of games. I went to a couple games in sixteen, but not a ton of them. So yeah, I th- I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure fifteen, at least through the school, fifteen was definitely the last year that I had them. Um, fifteen was definitely the last year that I had them through the school. But obviously, I still go, and I I'm still the same way. I don't have them through the school, but I just, I get, you know, I get tickets, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it's kind of funny. That's like what sparked me to get them because I was like, I'll never miss a big game like this ever again. And yeah, but crazy I don't think a lot of people know I think a lot of people would be very surprised to know that I wasn't in the stadium that night and I wasn't I was standing in the fairgrounds. but an incredible win I mean an incredible memory just you know just just an unreal scene at Williams Bryce that night the party that went on that ensued after and yeah that's the unfortunate I didn't even get to go to five points after because one of the guys with us was with us wasn't 21 so I couldn't even go so and my, my buddies, and I, I'm not going to say any names, but my buddies basically ruined And I'm not really friends with these guys anymore either way. But my buddies pretty much ruined the night for me or made it less awesome than it should have been. And that's a lesson learned in life when you're 21. It's kind of stuff that happens. But either way, it was a great night. I mean, one of the best nights ever to be a Gamecock fan. to beat Georgia the way we did. Um, the setup, I mean, what, what did we jump? The number two in the country? Yeah, number three, excuse me. We were number three in the country going to LSU the next week. And I mean, you know, a lot you know, at least me, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm 29. So I'm not, I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the 84 team That was number one lose losing Navy. So for me, that's the highest ranked I've ever seen a Gamecock team. And I was thinking, Whoa, this is bro. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, just awesome, man. I mean, it's just a great memory. And, um, you know, again, it was it was one of the greatest nights ever in South Carolina football history. So, um, anyways, all right, let's get into some news and notes really quickly. Uh, got a lot to talk about, actually, with news and notes. We'll talk about the NFL draft first, just a quick recap. Brian Edwards drafted third round of the Raiders. DJ Wanham, fourth round of Minnesota. TJ Brunson, seventh round to the – where did he go? The, the Giants, excuse me. And then you had a bunch of free agent signings. You had Rico Dowdle to Dallas – Tavian Feaster to Jacksonville, Donnell Stanley to Miami, Kyle Walkway to the Giants, and Kobe Smith to Tennessee. Um, I'm not sure as of right now if Joseph Charlton has signed and if he, if he has not. I am very confused because I, I, I don't I don't understand how he could not be signed. Um, yeah, so it's insane. But, yeah, so Charlton to me is definitely the biggest snub of the entire NFL draft process. I mean, I, I wasn't – I was pretty, you know, who got drafted is sort of what I expected. I mean, it's what we all kind of expected. I expected Edwards to be a late second, early to mid third round guy. Um, You know, Wanham going to the fourth makes sense. Brunson seventh makes sense. You know, oh, excuse me. What am I talking about? Javon Kinlaw first round. Duh. Duh. Javon Kinlaw being drafted in the first round. My bad, guys. How am I just going to skip over Javon Kinlaw? Um, To the 49ers, by the way which I know has a lot of Gamecock fans very happy and a lot of Gamecock fans <clears throat> jumping on the San Francisco 49ers bandwagon because now they have Kinlaw and Debo Samuel. So, they're going to be fun to watch. So, again, my my apologies, Javon Kinlaw. My respect. I, I I don't know how in the world I didn't put that in my notes. Either way, Javon Kinlaw, first rounder to the 49ers, was great to see for him. Obviously, we all know his story and how special it is and everything like that. Um but, yeah, I mean, just kind of what we expected. I mean, the big storyline, though, you know, heading into this next football season, again, assuming all things get back to normal, is you take a look defensive. Well, really, you just take a look across the board at who was drafted, and you lose your best defensive lineman. You know, you lose some huge playmakers on defense. Ken Law and Wanham were, like, two huge playmakers. And you lose your best linebacker in T.J. Brunson. So, there are going to be some massive holes to fill on the defensive side. And offensively I mean you lose Brian Edwards who set the all-time record for receptions and straight games with a reception just you know tons of records tons of records probably would have broken the yardage record if he played in the Clemson game. So you know a lot of these guys that are being drafted or that were drafted you know that's going that that's a lot of the questions will center around their losses for sure but congrats to all those guys obviously great to see uh, great to see Gamecocks one of the NBA, NBA, or excuse me the NFL draft like that. Speaking of the NBA draft, A.J. Lawson announcing he's going to tr- test the NBA draft waters, um, has decided to put his name out there, will not hire an agent, though, so he can come back. I know a lot of people are confused about this. I'm not surprised he's testing the waters because, like, listen, again, you can come back as long as you don't hire an agent, you can return. I, I mean, I- I'll agree with everyone, though, that it would be a horrid decision if he left. It, it would be a terrible, terrible decision. I mean, A.J. Lawson, you know, putting it kindly, he had, a, he had an inconsistent season. I mean, that's putting it very nicely. It was not a good year for him. He was not the guy we all expected. I don't feel like he took that next jump, if you will, from freshman to sophomore year. Um, you know, really, it was Jermaine Kuznard, I thought, that took over. I mean, there were a couple games where Lawson, you know, looked like the Lawson we were expecting, but it was really Jermaine Kuznard, my, Jermaine Kuznard and Mike Coats that took over. Everybody else is just like, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. So, I think Lawson obviously needs to come back, work on his game, whatever. It would, it would be – like I said, guys, it would be a horrid decision, in my opinion, if, if he decided to leave. It would be a terrible decision. I mean, I just – there's really no other way for me to put it. It would be a terrible decision. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, football news, Des Kitchings brought under the staff – one-year deal, I think he's making like 300 grand, but it's assumed he's going to be the running back's coach. You know, a lot of people ask me, how do I feel about the hire? Overall, hire solid. It's a good hire. Um, he's a good coach. And, again, it's just one of those things, though, where I don't think Des Kitchings will be the reason we win seven or eight games or we turn things around. But, you know, Muschamp has definitely surrounded himself with some good assistants, and, and that's what you want him to do. But at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to what does Mike Bobo's scheme do and kill well, Will Muschamp coach up his defense that's really what it's going to come down to um also other news jacks cash the catcher transferring from the baseball team people asking me oh is this an indictment on Kingston the program no I mean listen cash is a good good player good prospect watching him in scrimmages though not a guy that was going to you know I mean he had two three guys ahead of him and it's just tough I mean these guys all want to play especially you know they've all got talent so I don't blame cash for transferring he was going to be behind at least Bowen and Burgess maybe another. So. well wishes to Jack's cash, not surprised at all. And no, it's not an indictment on, you know, Mark Kingston and his pro. No, it's just that happens all the time. Guys come in, you know, you can go from going to, you know, being, you know, we had Ian Jenkins on the show a couple weeks ago. Literally, he's an example. Guy gets kind of lost in the shuffle. You have the chance to either go to Juco or go to another school, get a fresh start, get some playing time. Get some playing. You can't get drafted from the bench. That's just the way they look at it. And that's the way you should look at it. So Uh, Jack's cash transferring in basketball, Devin Carter. Gamecock speaking of a commit from Devin Carter, three-star guard. So, Frank Martin and company staying busy on the recruiting trail. You do love to see it. All right, let's get into these listener memories and a couple different questions as well regarding the Georgia game and just some other things really quickly. All right, let's start with Evan underscore Gamecock, 112020. Zero, zero. Clown it. Well, I don't know what he's – All right, let's start with Troy Engel. Troy Engel talking about the 2012 Georgia game. Clowney throwing Murray like a ragdoll with one arm. Yes, it was very entertaining to watch. You could tell Aaron Murray was terrified of J.D. Clowney. And honestly, why wouldn't you be? Um, Because that man's a freak. He's a beast. Freaking nature. Uh, Colson Varnado. Bird's catch over Rambo. Aces punt return and sandstorm at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like I said, I I think the catch that Bird had – over Bakari Rambo, really just set the tone in that game. Really set the tone. Um, you know, Aces punt return, again, one of the most memorable and most talked about plays, and it will be forever in Cox history, no doubt in my mind. Uh, and the crowd, yeah, I mean, Sandstorm was insane. The crowd was insane. The, the atmosphere, that's as good an atmosphere – I mean, listen, again, the, the attendance record at Williams-Brice, that's as good as an atmosphere as you'll see in college football, period, period. So – um. Michael underscore Brown 18 shutting down Gurley and Marshall. Yeah, like I said, for sure. I mean, you take a look at those guys Gurley 13 for 39, Marshall 12 for 37. I mean, they got nothing. Those guys got nothing. Uh, Marcus Lattimore outrushed them both. So uh, Grant Payne for Devontae Holloman, <clears throat> excuse me. Devontae Holloman diving interception for sure. That was a, I mean, that was, when you go back and look at that play, that was such a good football play, such a heads up football play. So for sure, that game, or excuse me, that play. Um, somebody says punt return for sure. Sandstorm was hype. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of great memories from that game is one of the South kind of games. Like I said, one of the best nights of my life as a fan, even though there were external circumstances that the reason I didn't get to go in or didn't have as good a night as I should have. But I mean, either way in Gamecock fans, minds and Gamecock fans life, there, there are few games that will be as remembered and talked about the way that South kind of georgia game is, for sure. Um, so that's going to do it, guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, hope you all have a great Tuesday. Hope you all have a great week. We'll talk again on Thursday. Um, probably going to be the 2010 Bama game for the Carolina Classics. I haven't decided completely, but that's probably what it's going to be. Um, until next time, really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, appreciate all the support, all the love, support, through the uh, the quarantine stuff. I know we're all – kind of still dealing with it we're still dealing with it obviously i know uh, i just saw charlotte got their uh, their stay at home order extended um i know i know know georgia's starting to open stuff back up but i I know everybody's still kind of dealing with the quarantine so stay safe stay healthy out there take care of yourself take care of your family and uh we'll talk again on thursday really appreciate you guys tuning in and we will talk again soon